is Glistening Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories for people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. Today's episode is brought to you by the Lolly Art Group. Tanner Lolly is a two-time Glistening Particles guest and an amazing artist who has paintings seen around the world. It's impossible to view his work and not feel the power flowing from them. It's like this beautiful mix of like strength and love. I'm wild about a painting called Momentum. It just takes me ah, to a place I can't really explain. To view his current work as well as find out where he'll be, check out thelollyartgroup.com or if you're in the Dallas area, stop in his gallery and remember to allow plenty of time for a real artistic experience. All right, everybody knows how much I want to travel and how much I want to go to Italy and how much I want to see all these places in the world. And then guess who lands on the show? But these two great women, Charlotte and Kate, who have a business called Rome Travel Company where they help people plan their perfect vacations. So I feel like I might be in store for a really good conversation. Enjoy this one, Charlotte and Kate, Rome Travel Company. Hey, listeners, today I have with me a couple of really amazing women who are traveling around the world and doing what they love. I've got Charlotte Berillier and Kate Daly. Hi, ladies. Hi, Jane. Hi. Thanks for having us. I'm so excited to have you here. Why don't we um, each of you tell who's who so they can start picking up on your voices and maybe I'll finally catch on too. <laughs> yeah, of course. So I'm Charlotte. And I'm Kate. I don't know if that gives you a good enough amount of time to understand who's who, but yes. You guys do sound like weirdly alike. And I know that you're on opposite coasts. So Charlotte, you're over on the West Coast and Kate, you're on the East Coast and you grew up in those coasts, yet I still haven't differentiated who's who, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Kate's got some words where you can definitely hear her. Can tell us sometimes, Oh, I know. I'm always, I'm always trying to hide my Midwest accent. I think I'm getting pretty good at it, though, because people now start to think I'm Canadian. So I guess I'm doing something right. Anyway. I can definitely hear that. <laughs> so I wanted to, let's start with telling people what you do, because I'm pretty excited about what you do. I want to work for you guys. It sounds so fun. Yeah. So Kate and I are travel designers, which is kind of the modern day travel agent. And we focus on private luxury travel all over the world, but mostly the biggest focus is on private. And then you, what we call unique experiences are ungoogleable experiences. So things that you wouldn't just be able to do what to do in Paris and whatever pops up, we go a little above and beyond those regular searches, which is fun for us. <laughs> oh my God, that sounds so fun. And I imagine that to know the ungoogable Google, okay, I'm never going to be able to say that again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ungoogleable <laughs> things, you probably have to do them yourself to find them, right? We do. And we <laughs> are actually just about to leave next month. We're headed off to Egypt because we think that's going to be picking up in the next couple of years. So 
trying to get our knowledge in there. Oh, you know what? Two guests. This is so weird. Two guests on the show, Christine the singer back from episode one and then another follow up. And Tina, she's a healer. She's not, she's got two shows as well. They met in Egypt and then they came on my show separately. Like one recommended the other and they met in Egypt um, visiting these caves and something to do with sound healing. So amazing. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. There's a guy who's amazing. A, we uh, love, we love. <laughs> this is, oh, listeners, we are going to have a challenge talking over each other because we aren't seeing each other for better audio quality. So uh, bear with us, but we'll get there, right? So what they did is there's someone, and I'll get you the info, he does retreats for sound healing in Egypt. And then you, I mean, it's just something to check into while you're there. It might be really cool. That sounds amazing. It's right up our alley too. Mm-hmm. Really? Do you do, you, do, you do stuff like, like that? that? Okay. Tell me more about that. Like what are some... We're actually yeah, working. I mean, yeah, we're actually... <laughs> We're going to do this the whole time, hopefully. <laughs> go. We're go, actually go. working on a retreat right now for a couple different retreats for a woman who does guided meditation for mostly for executives and then a man who does sound baths. So they're looking at a few different places where they can go exotic places around the world and kind of do their, their healing as they do it mm-hmm. in a destination that is a little bit more off the beaten path. So you get the best of both worlds. I want to do all those things like all like I I can imagine that I would sign up for just about everything you've got, because that's the thing. I don't want to do anything Googleable. And that's kind of why I I was just in L.A. this summer. And I think I had such a tough time there because I was doing all the things on the list, you know, the normal list. Right. And it was like breaking me down. It was breaking my spirit. How did you guys come to do this work? And oh, wait, one more thing. The three things that you said travel designers, private luxury, and ungoogleable experiences. Like all of those things catch my attention. Do you get that all the time from people? I think over time, we've just kind of learned to hone in, you know, our quick little elevator pitch, Mm -hmm. you know, because now, you know, people have had such a conception of what a travel agent is. So we've had to modify that, you know, to be a little bit more modern and just in order to connect with people. So those are kind of our trigger words. So I'm really excited that you said that. Because over time, that's kind of what we just brought in. Those are the, you know, three elements that really kind of help encompass what we do. So thank you for that. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's perfect. And it totally caught my attention. And it makes me, now for me, I'm more of a, I I don't have like loads of money to travel yet. But uh, when I go, I still, travel is still a priority for me. So for me, I would think, oh, I can't talk with them because they're doing things that are probably out of reach for me. Is there a budget aspect to this? I mean, do you work with people with all different budgets or is it really how high end? I think the biggest thing that it boils down to and the in when I first started in the industry, someone said to me, like nowadays, luxury is defined by exclusivity. So it's less about mm-hmm. the caviar and the diamonds and the bow tie service. It's more about being in a in being somewhere and feeling like you're the only one who was who's there, who is, mm-hmm. you know, special for you. And so in certain cases that can be I think accomplished at any budget, but in other cases, you know, getting to the more remote corners, closing down or opening museums after hours, those kind of things do come with a certain price tag. So that's kind of where the limitation is more than anything. It depends on how exclusive you want to get and what a cost, what costs are associated with that. So you do those things closing. Cl- okay. Cause I just saw the rock was somewhere at an aquarium and they had it closed down for him and his family. They went either closed down or after hours. I'm not sure. I thought, how do you even do that? Now I know they call you. Yes, they call us. <laughs> Did you do that for the value? Rock? I think 
Did you do that? We, oh her? gosh, no. But no. If, the ride, if he needs a new travel advisor, he can call us <laughs> after that one. That I don't know. There's some controversy around that, I heard. <laughs> really? Yeah, that one um, actually there was, because I've interviewed someone who was huge on trying to save the whales, there was a moment on that when I would just like, had to, <clears throat> okay, just move on, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's what comes with the value. So, you know, the value of working with a travel advisor, because, you know, every once in a while I see somebody, somebody approaches me and says, well, isn't that hard? Isn't that a hard industry to be in? And honestly, the value at the end of the day comes with our relationships. It really Mm -hmm. does. So part of the reasons why Charlotte and I, you know, travel to Egypt and, you know, multiple weeks out of the year is to form those relationships that not everyone has the privilege to have or the time. And that gives us that kind of service. You know, the it allows us to open up the museums early or, you know, create a really cool experience that you might not know is even out there. So that's the value, I think. How long have you been doing this, by the way? I've been doing it since, basically since I graduated. I spent a year abroad after I graduated college. And when I came home, my parents said, okay, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to plan trips for people. So Mm -hmm. I've been doing it for about seven years now. Yeah. And I've, this is Kate, by the way, everyone, it's kind of (laughs) unique how we met. So I've only been doing this. This is my first year of actual planning. So I joined Charlotte, Charlotte Launch Rome Travel Company uh, in 2016. And I just joined on this year, but my background has been representing hotels and sales and marketing for luxury hotels all around the world. And I've been doing that for, this is my eighth year now. So So you guys are really hooked in. You're very hooked in. The network sounds like it's a hard industry to walk away from once you're in it. (laughs) It's hard to imagine going anywhere else because it really is. It's a lot of fun and the people are great. So both clients and inside the industry. So I feel really privileged in that way. So what is one of the best trips that you plan? Like you went, oh, my gosh, that is the top. That was the top. If you can tell, unless it's top secret. No, we just had, this has been one of my favorites and it was very recent. We had two mothers and their daughters. So a group of four ladies, the girls were like 12-ish around that age. Mm -hmm. And they cruised around the Mediterranean, which I'm not the biggest cruise fan, but we did private shore excursions for them everywhere that they stopped. So like they stopped in the South of France and we took them to the lavender fields and then they went to a a perfumery and made their own perfume. We like shut it down private for them. They did a bunch of different boat charters in the Mediterranean. I mean, it was really just, it was a fun trip. Uh, They did a flamenco class, a private flamenco class in Barcelona. So that was a lot of fun. Wow. Those are some lucky girls. They were, they were, it was a great trip. Best too is, you know, like the ultimate reward is is, you know, they're sending through pictures of them and their girls, you know, bonding and spending this time together. And, you know, just seeing the smiles and how excited they are. Like that's the ultimate for us. It really is. I mean, seriously, I can't, I can, could totally love doing what you're doing. I like that. It excites me just hearing about it. Like who doesn't want to do that? Can you imagine not wanting to do it? I can't even imagine. Like, why wouldn't you want to do that? You (laughs) know, we um, love it. (laughs) I think it's interesting too, that you said that about the cruises. Cause I'm like, I'm like anti-cruise, cruise ship, you know, people will say, don't you want to go on a cruise? I'm like, Mm, pretty much never, ever, you know, (laughs) the idea though of modifying it is kind of cool. Like taking that as the base, but then modifying it that I never thought of something like that. Yeah. I mean, we, like I said, aren't the biggest, there's, I think a time and a place for like a small ship cruise down somewhere exotic where you can only get there by boat. That's one thing. Right. 
you know, some people really love cruises and now these boats are just so big. And, and I think that was it with these women. They wanted to see this specific boat that has like a robot bar and like crazy, <laughs> crazy amenities where like there's literally a robot who shakes up your cocktail. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So like, I think that's kind of, they wanted to accomplish both, but it was great. We got to tie in these experiences that we love into, into their trip. So it worked out well. What's the weirdest request you've had? Oh, that's a good question. We love another destination in a region, I should say, that we specialize in is actually Africa and safari. And we are very passionate about conservation. So I wouldn't say a weird request, but specific. We had a, a man who's traveling by himself who wanted to do all these very specific animal-related components of his trip. So he wanted to go to very specific areas to see very specific species. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot of logistics. He really packed that trip in tight to try to see the elephants at this sanctuary and then go and try to swim with the whale sharks and Zanzibar. So it was like he was moving every couple of days to Mm -hmm. gorilla trekking in, in Rwanda. So that's the one that I can think of as being the weirdest. I don't know, Kate, could you think of anything strange? No, nothing too shocking. I mean, for the most part, <laughs> our clients are pretty, you know, they don't, they don't shock us too, too much um, on that regard. So nothing too weird. I, I can't think of anything, Shark. We're pretty lucky. I mean, we are too <laughs> sometimes, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good question. And you said you focus. We've heard um, some good stories from our friends in this. Oh, <laughs> go ahead. No, I was just saying we've heard some great, there definitely there are crazy requests out there. We've heard some really good ones, but right. Fortunately, I mean, we've people got are pretty creative. That yeah, have. people are creative. Yeah. They can come up with. I bet I could come up with a really crazy one if I put my mind to it, and I'm not that crazy. Well, not pretty much, <laughs> but <laughs> there's so many things I want to see. Like I would say, oh, I want to see the the monarch thing where the monarchs go from north when they go. To, yeah, where they migrate to? Is it in Mexico or South America? Yeah, I'd want to go there and see that, or I'd want to go see. Like I saw a picture of this castle. I don't know where, how to even get there. It's in a, on an island. I, I want to go see that. You know what I mean? It would be like right. weird things like that. And actually where I really want to go. So if you could plan a group trip on this idea or some kind of a, oh, actually, no, you don't do group, but some kind of a trip. I really want to go to the Isle of Man. That's like on my top list right now, that in Italy. Oh. So have you guys been to the Isle of Man? No, but I'm planning a trip right now there. That's so funny that you mentioned that. Yeah, we're planning. It's my first time planning a trip to the Isle of Man. But I have uh, clients who are, Charlotte and I have clients who are really interested in the TT races. Uh, So motorcycle, they love motorcycles. So they are planning a whole trip to Scotland and Ireland surrounding this trip there. So So that's like my first time planning a trip, but... That's like next June Sorry. then, right? Is that when the TT yeah, race is? Yeah, Are you interested? Are you a motorcycle? I am a motorcycle uh, fan, but I also, <laughs> I'm a fan of the magic of the island. So you'll have to listen to episode one of my show. It's going to be like homework for you for the Isle of Man trip because Christine lives there, who is on the show. She okay. talks a lot about it in that episode. And I'm sure if I connected you, she would give you all of the ungoogleable tips about the Isle of Man, like beyond, because her family actually owned a hotel there. Uh, back really? in the day when she was growing up, she grew up in a hotel. Yep. So she's wow. got, she's, and she's a professional Not singer. Know where it is. I didn't know where it was. I thought it, it was part of the UK. And she's like, um, no, actually the Isle of Man is a country of its own. It's the first democratic country in the world. And she went on with all this great history about it. And it has magic forests. So if people are into that, they'll want to go see the magic forest. So there's just like 
so yeah. many things. Isn't that funny though? Like how it all weaves together, you know, like who would think the Isle of Man, like who talks about that, you know? And that we're just planning a trip there right now. That's so freaking cool. That's so freaking cool. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So there's just so many places in the world to go and, and until you open your eyes to them, like how did you decide that this is like, how did you know and begin and start building the thing that you built? Like, how do you even do that? Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I knew I wanted to work in travel. There was just part of me that, that knew. So I started in the industry working for a luxury tour operator doing just Africa and the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I was there, I mean, that prior to the like, last five years, the industry worked, the travel industry worked in a very specific way. And I think that everyone in their mind can like picture a cliche travel agent, you yep, know, like absolutely. they have an image in their head yep. of like what an old school <laughs> travel agent's like. And it's changed so much recently and with communication being so easy over email, over Skype, you know, we can work with our contacts in whatever country you're going to get things accomplished in pretty much 24 hours. I just felt like I noticed a few things in the industry that were changing and could Mm -hmm. be done a little bit more efficiently. And I don't know, I just, the idea of working, you know, for myself was exciting. And so I took a leap of faith and yeah, and here we are. Well, and I think you're really on to something because even though right now, possibly, you know, you're dealing with a higher end financial clientele, I think there's space for this kind. Like if I could go to a a travel designer and say, I'm going to LA and I want to see these things. I don't want to see anything on this list. And they could say, oh, well, you know, for, you know, this amount of money, I'll line it up for you or I'll at least give you the, I'll, I'll really help you design that thing. It would be worth it to me. Because it costs a lot to stay there for a week. And I would rather make the most of that time and see these things. So I think there's actually room for even another tier of this business in the world today. Because so many people want to travel and we work hard for our money and we don't want to, you know, waste our time going to things that aren't that interesting. It was, yeah, there's like such space for this. And it's so exciting for us because more like more than ever, we'll get phone calls of people saying, I've never worked with a travel agent before, actually uh-huh. right before this podcast. Me and Kate had a phone call with a, with a woman <laughs> and she'd never worked with a travel agent before. So for for every, I mean, for anyone, no matter what your your price point is, I mean, do a little research and, you know, reach out and the first person you contact may not be the right fit for you. Mm-hmm. Almost like I always equate what we do to like a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. So the same way you find your right hairdresser who you like to sit and chat with, who you get along with on a personality level, but also, also delivers what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Like a travel agent should be a similar relationship in your life. So there's a wide range of, of people who specialize in different things or help with different price points. And there's something at forever. I'm excited there, so. that the industry cha- is changing, actually. It makes me really happy because I, th- I don't think I've gone to a travel agent maybe ever. I think I've gone to them and went, mm, I don't think you can really help me. You know what I mean? That was years and years and years ago when they had that image that you were talking about. But I like that it's changing and that this is a new service that's available. I mean, every time something new is birthed out of a a need like this, and it's also basically changing the face of what we imagine it is. I love that. What a great idea. What a great insight. No, I mean, it's it's great. And I think as a whole, I mean, we, Kate and I have a ton of travel agent friends. So even though in a way, I guess we're competitors, you could say, but in reality, not really. I mean, we're a lot of our clients are direct referrals. And so we have this pool of travel agents that are all kind of banding together, trying to change the way that people think about the industry, because 
it's true. I mean, we, we can, there's so many reviews online, right? Mm-hmm. You know, now in the present day, it's what do you believe and which one actually is the best mm-hmm. at the category and budget that you're looking for. And we have the right contacts to tell you. So it's an awesome service. Obviously, we're pa- we, we think so. <laughs> do you think it is really? Are you sure yeah. about that? <laughs> so tell yeah. me, I'd like each of you to tell me your favorite place that you've traveled so far. That's such a hard one. I have two up in the like two that are very for different reasons, which I would say are my favorite. So this is Kate. So for me, my first similar to Charlotte, when I graduated college, I knew my student loans were going to kick in soon. And I kind of thought, all right, let's just save up some money. Let's travel. Let's go somewhere before I have to start getting a real job and paying Mm -hmm. off my student loan. So I booked a trip to Thailand and I actually stayed over there for a few months. So that was my first exposure into the travel world. And I think for that reason, it was just such a special, special trip for me. Nothing else has ever been able to compare. It was just such a journey and like it opened up to my, my eyes, this whole new world. So Thailand for me is just a magical place. Um, mm-hmm. So that would definitely be at the top of my list. And Uganda, you know, so Uganda was one of my, is at the top as well. Not only for the trekking. I mean, the trekking was amazing. The wildlife was incredible, but the community visits and mm-hmm. just the type of trip that was, I mean, I was there for 10 days most recently and visiting orphanages and the local pygmy tribes that are still outside of Windy National Park. And it's just amazing. I think for that, it was an emotional trip. Mm-hmm. And one of those that really, really inspire you. And I think at, that's kind of what a lot of our clients come to us for, those eye-opening, inspiring trips. And for me, that that just picked off every box. So that would that's be mine. Amazing. What about you, Kate? Oh, this is Charlotte. Sorry. Oh, I know sorry. I, I backed it up. <laughs> no, oh. it's, it's okay. I, no, don't worry. <laughs> that was awesome, Kate. <laughs> um, I would say <laughs> it's, I have a huge, God, there's so many places. I have a huge hole in my heart for South Africa. I mean, it's just stunningly beautiful from a landscape perspective. Cape Town is one of the most gorgeous cities in the world, in my opinion. And then the wildlife, you can't mm-hmm. beat going out on safari. So that would be one of them. And then I also do really love Israel. For anyone who's a history buff, Tel Aviv's an amazing foodie city, great for vegetarians, but also the history is just as old as it comes. So Mm -hmm. the people have such a spice for life. I actually lived there for three months. So, but again, it's so hard to pick because I could list you five more. Right. Adore. (laughs) Well, and I kind of like with both of you, you didn't talk, it's not really about the, the champagne and the you know, the fine dining, it's about the cultural connections. And I think that's what a lot of travelers are looking for. That's like when I go out West and stay for a month, it's because I want to immerse myself in the community for a month and just connect and be with them uh, versus, you know, see every studio or every, you know, every whatever touristy thing. It's really about connecting with the people of that area wherever I go. So it sounds like you guys are that way too. Is that what you're finding a lot with your clients then you say? I think so. I mean, I mean, I know so. One of the big, one of our favorite safari brands, their motto is disconnect to reconnect, which mm. I love. But it's this idea of, you know, going away and coming back with like a new, new zest for life because you've taken that moment to turn off everything that's at home and really connect with where mm. you are and who you're meeting and there's places that can do that so naturally and then other places where you have to more consciously disconnect. 
mm-hmm. you know, where it's easier to stay connected to home. So, but yeah, I think that's what we're all kind of craving in this world now. Right. I agree. Technology with technology now, things are just can be so impersonal. Now it's just really refreshing for us and bringing it back to, you know, just how cool it is that people are moving to this whole, you know, connecting with travel planners and whatnot. One of the most inspiring things for me is, you know, in a world that can be so impersonal and so technology driven, people are craving relationships. Like our clients become our friends. We, you know, not only with them, but we see them connect with their experiences. And it's just so refreshing because so often, you know, we'll go days where, you know, some days you're holed up in your house and you're not even having a normal conversation with someone. You know, I think that throughout everything, the more that you're seeing more and more people going to a relationship-based transactions. And I think that that's what we're craving. I mean, even with the show, I mean, part of what I get out of it is this connection that we're having right now. It's really important to me and I crave it. And I, I think the more people open their eyes to that, the richer their life becomes, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, to the connection, not only the connection you can have with, let's say your, your guide who's taking you around for the week or, you know, the staff at the hotel that you really bond with, but it's the connection between, let's say it's a couple or family members that go through life. You know, you get home, you turn on the, the TV or the kids have their schedule where they're going, going, going. And finally, this is, you know, a set of days to really be together. Mm-hmm. And we just had a, a family in spring, it was a single mom and her four kids. And they went to South Africa together on a safari. It was, you know, pretty short and sweet. It was about 10 days. So they mm-hmm. went to Cape Town and then out on the bush. And she came back and her feedback was like, forget the camps, like forget the hotels. They were all great. Like I've never seen my kids bond mm-hmm. the way they did on this trip. And I think that's like, what's so special about what we do? You know, that's what I love the most hearing that kind of feedback of bringing families together. Cause I think it's so easy to do when you're somewhere new and exciting and exotic right. and naturally brings that out. Yeah. And you almost have to get away from things. Like when I travel with my son, I, it's harder to do that when we're in the city and things like that. But conversely, when I took him out kayaking, it was like the best moment because we didn't have anything blaring at us. You know what I mean? And it takes, but it takes effort to do that. And it takes, you know, I'm proud of that mom. Wow. Four kids traveling to South Africa. That's that's a lot. Yeah, it was a it was a special trip for them though. It was for one of the kids' graduation um, of high school, so about to go away to college, which is like such a great time to plan a trip like that. Right. You know, that get in a last really quality trip before right. they go away. So yeah, well, she's that, a special lady. So that's something I'm seeing too, though. Like uh, my niece, her daughter graduated from high school, and instead of having a party. She wanted her parents to take them. She said, I'd rather have a family vacation with you than a big party. So they did that instead. Like, that's pretty cool. You know, that's pretty insightful as a teenager to go, what will matter more to me in 20 years? You know, we have a family. This is like one of my cute. I actually posted. I'm not even big on Facebook, but I had to post this on Facebook. We have a family and the mom, what the ages, the kids are like eight, five and two turning three. And they were talking, deciding whether or not they were going to go on a big summer vacation or if they're going to put a pool in the backyard. And the middle son, the five-year-old, is like a huge water baby. Mm-hmm. And when she asked him, Do, would you rather have a pool? Asked the five-year-old, would you rather have a pool or go on a trip this summer? He said he'd rather go on a trip because it's more special. That was the Aww, five-year-old's response. Wow. 
Kids I are know. so wise. I know. I tell you. I know. That's mm-hmm. so cool. I actually yeah. got goosebumps. That's like kids. I, I know. So as a single, I was going to ask you, as a single woman, I would love to travel to Italy in the next year. So I, I'm sort of drawn to Italy for whatever reason, but somewhere in Europe. Or is there any advice that you would give as far as this will be my first time out of the country, first of all, and I'll probably be traveling alone. What advice would you give to somebody trying to do that? Italy is a great destination to start to get your feet wet. It's the perfect place of leisure in my eyes. So there's so much to see. There's so much to do touring wise, especially talking about a city like Rome, where the history is endless. There's so many sites, but Mm -hmm. also just that walking through town, stopping at wherever is calling you to have lunch, amazing food. If you're a wine drinker, amazing wine. (laughs) So it's just got it all. It's a great destination to travel around by train. The biggest thing to be cautious of is just it can get pretty crowded over summer. So if you do want that more off the beaten path experience, it would be a great destination to ask your travel agent specifically <laughs> to find the area that that right. matches, you know, what your interests are. Because some, you know, Amalfi Coast can get quite full. So right. to try to keep that authentic experience yeah. in there. Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to be off the beaten path, and I'll probably go in spring or fall because I'd like to go alone and. I would want to, ideally, I, my dream my dream is to be able to go for a couple of months, but I don't know if that'll happen since I still have a son in school, but uh, at least go for three weeks at the minimum. And again, I have this thing about just immersing myself in the community. So I'd be pro- probably be trying to find something like that where I'll spend most of my time in this space, but then venture out here and there and not big city. So I'll have to hire myself a travel designer before then. I think I have there a couple in mind. <laughs> are there are there any things <laughs> to be tra- cautious about, though, that you need to be really thinking about? When you're talking about Italy, the biggest, I mean, pickpocketing, ah, but okay. not like anything where your well-being is at risk or anything okay. like that. No serious. I mean, again, like any city in the world, don't walk down alleys you don't know alone at night. Right. But Italy is, I mean, it's a full country in that there's usually going to be people out and about and crime is Petty crime. You'll get petty crime and that's okay. pretty much it. So, Is there a place you, you would tell me to avoid? Like if you, if you, would you say don't go to this country by yourself as a woman? In the world? Definitely. There are definitely some places just not like alone and completely by yourself. If you were going to have a guide with you, you know, but anywhere that is, that we find isn't like safe, what we would mm-hmm. qualify as safe. We won't trip plan travel for our clients. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll just advise they're obviously welcome to go on their own, but our client safety is our biggest and most important mm-hmm. factor in everything that we do. So we would never help with somewhere where we didn't feel confident that they could go on their own. But yeah. overall, though, I think that just, yeah, I love when we get requests for solo travelers. So, you know, somebody wants to explore on their own. To be honest, that's how I like traveling a lot uh-huh. of the time, like my personal travels, because it's just empowering. Mm-hmm. So when you go, no matter where you go, Jane, I'm sure it's going to be incredible. And like the, the risks are going to be minimal compared to like the benefits of what traveling alone is going to do for you. It's exciting. It's empowering. Yeah. I'm so. like, I, I can't quiet it. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, people will say, well, can I come with you or my, you know, my kids, they're uh, 16 and 24. Either of them would be happy to accompany me if I would let them. But I just have this feeling like I really want to do it on my own. I want to, I don't want to have to. I want to go on whatever 
restaurant or shop or road calls me at that moment, you know, that's what I want to be able to do. So, and not have like, like literally be off work while I'm doing it, not like trying to balance work and uh, travel, which is usually what I'm doing. So it's, yeah, it's really exciting. The whole idea of it. Now I just have to figure it all out. And that's actually I love the that fun. Idea too. It's fun too, though. The fun part, I think figuring it out is fun. Like what you're doing for people, literally, I would find super entertaining and fun. Well, it's what it's funny. One of the pieces of feedback we get from people who contact us for the first time is like, but I love planning my own trips. You know, they don't want it that taken away from them. Uh-huh. And I think that that's like the best part of what we do is we work with our clients so they can be as involved or uninvolved with the planning process as they want. So some people, you know, they love that part of travel for them. Mm-hmm. That's a highlight. So we'll keep them incorporated through every step and give them options to make decisions, but we'll just make sure they're deciding between the right places. One of the people or one of the things I know about people who follow their passion is that they usually don't have just one. They usually have something else that they're really you know, passionate about in their life because it's just, it's part of who you are. So what's another thing that really, you know, draws your interest either through hobbies or just following it or action? Like what's another thing that's really important to you that you like to put your time into? Kate, you want to go? <laughs> well, uh, I, Give her I, more time to Charlotte, think. <laughs> yeah, sure. And I talk about it and it goes hand in hand, but giving back in conservation is something that we both, you know, we can both speak to for sure. And for me, you know, getting involved with the local communities and whatnot. I mean, I live in a small little beach town community called Asbury Park in New Jersey. And I think what I'm really passionate about too right now is just my local community. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really inspiring like 20 and 30 somethings and, and above for everyone, artists, musicians, and a, a lot of entrepreneurs too. And mm-hmm. a lot of women female entrepreneurs who are doing their own thing. And I think so getting involved and connecting and whatnot is really big. And then also, you know, I belong to the the junior league here, which has, you know, a mission right now. It's supporting um, underprivileged young girls in middle school. So that kind of thing is really important for me, you know, getting involved with community and stuff like that, whether or not be my town. So that's kind of a little passion. I love that that's really part of what you're doing, though. It's not just like self-serving. It's uh, doing something for the greater good. Yeah, and it's inspiring, too. I mean, coming back to the community work and whatnot, it's just so cool to be surrounded by a lot of, you know, male and females who are Mm -hmm. just doing their own thing, you know, so connecting with like-minded people like that. So that's kind of been going on. But yeah. What about you, Charlotte? I am a big animal lover. So I've been volunteering with past, although I need to pick it back up. I was traveling and fell off, but I've been volunteering with my local pet rescue, which is one of my favorite things. I love dogs. And then I know it's cliche, but I love to travel and I separate, I consider that to be something separate from work, even though obviously it benefits our work when we Mm -hmm. are traveling because we're learning, but like personally to be able to go somewhere and experience it, which has been why I felt so lucky having Kate on board because Mm -hmm. now with the two of us, when we go on these travel experiences, we can really soak them in instead of trying to balance work. I mean, always trying to balance work, but we get a, there's definitely more time to play and embrace the destination when you're not checking emails. So that, yeah, I love seeing new places. And yeah, like yeah Kate said too about conservation. We're mm-hmm. really passionate about that. 
Yeah, there's nothing like the all the lights that turn on in your brain when you see someplace new. There's just like nothing like that rush, in my opinion. Or those perfect moments. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know what I'm talking about, but you're traveling. And I mean, I can think of a, a couple of mine, but the biggest one that pops into my head is I went to Petra in Jordan. And I was there in August, which is probably not the busiest time because it's quite hot. But, you know, I showed up and there was very few people at this amazing site. And it ended up like pouring hot rain in the middle of the day. And it was just like one of those magic moments where you're like, your mind is completely clear. And I think in a world where we don't get that often, that's probably the biggest gift travel can give you is those moments of like pure bliss and clarity and yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've had those too. I've definitely had those. And sometimes I go back to the same places to try to recreate them, but there's something that you, they, you can't do that. They just happen on their own. Yeah. You know? Oh, okay. So I had another question for you. Where did it go? Oh, 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 about your animal shelter. So I have this idea about animal shelters I'll share with you and on the air in case anyone else is interested in it. But my son's been taking ACT prep classes and I have to drive him there and it's in a different town and keep myself entertained for about three hours. And so instead of going shopping, which would be the obvious first choice, actually, it's really not, I don't like to shop that much, but it would be nice. I go hole up and work somewhere, you know, find a coffee shop or whatever. And I thought, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be cool if the local humane society would open up a few rooms for, you know, roaming workers, people who would just want to come and sit in a room and work, but then have a dog or cat sit in with them as well. You know what I mean? I love that. Oh. Yeah. So then the the pet, because when I was traveling this summer, a girlfriend of mine who works remote came over to my house twice a week and just worked from here for about two or three hours. And just to give our cat company. And I thought that was really nice for her. You know what I mean? For both of them. And so I thought, hey, the Humane Society should offer that because they could do it, even if it wasn't a fee, at least it's benefiting the pets because the pets are getting that connection, you know? Oh. So let's get that happening. Let's I come up with a clever idea. name for we that. Should, well, we will <laughs> we come should. on board. Maybe we should each start our, we should start a new business, you guys. Yeah. Local chapter. <laughs> our side hustle or passion project, another one. Definitely. Or we, should call, we should call WeWork and tell them they should have like humane society afternoons where the dogs come, you know, right. and they get to have human interaction for a while. Right. And it get adopted. Yeah. And it would be so convenient that. just to have that time. Like I just lost my dog before we went on our trip. So it's been a really hard challenge, like adapting to not having her in the house when I got back. Um, we have a cat as well, but the dog was like, you know, you know what I mean? The soul dog, the one that lives within oh. you forever, that one. <laughs> and so um, I'm kind of, I'm trying to stay away from the humane society because I don't want to just make a rash decision. <laughs> but at the same time, I thought, oh, if I could go hang out there for two or three hours, a few times a week and just like be with a dog that would make me happy and it would make the dog happy too. Cause I'm a pretty good dog companion. So yeah, let's figure out how to pitch that idea and make it a, na- a nationwide campaign. And I think that you should go because I used to always joke about this when I would volunteer is that I was like dog speed dating, uh-huh. you know, like I'm looking yes. at all the dogs and finding what exactly <laughs> I want in the dog that I'm going to one day get. I know. So. I know. That's exactly <laughs> it. And I think it's, uh, I used to volunteer too at the Humane Society and I would walk dogs and that's different though. You know what I mean? It's a different experience. And they, they sometimes would just love that like hangout, you know, it doesn't always have to be the walk, but the hangout is good too. So yeah, there's a lot of, there's, there's never too much volunteering to help the dogs. You can't do too much. You know what I mean? 
I agree. So, okay. I went on a few tangents there. Let's see. I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Animals, I'm telling you. They're so awesome. (laughs) Actually, that brings up another thing that you could integrate into your travels is I work with someone who rescues dogs from Bosnia. Yeah, it's a pretty cool thing. And and then I also follow another dog rescue that's rescuing dogs from, I think from, well, the, the Marines are doing it. It's a Marine group that are bringing dogs back. But did you know that with um, every country that where they're doing dog rescues, they need people to transport the dogs to the next country? So you guys could be offering up services to transport a dog back when you come back from your trips. Wouldn't that be awesome? I actually do know that because the rescue that I used to work with, which is if anyone who's in Southern California, it's called Life. They rescue dogs, like international dogs as well. And you can actually fly back depending on the airline. I think it's like up to five or seven dogs. Um, A lot of these rescues will help you with, they'll handle all the logistics. So all you really have to do is like meet someone at the airport they do all the paperwork for you. Right. They put the dogs on the plane, you fly. And on the other end, there's someone there to get, pick the dog up. So it doesn't really change your experience other than maybe you have to get to the airport 30 minutes. Right. Or and so they just earlier. need a person that the dog right. is the dog or the pets or whatever they are. are you know. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be easy? And it's like yes. so helpful. Yeah. Yes. So that's a travel experience so right there. <laughs> going to, yeah. Anyone who's going to Thailand or Southeast Asia, that's specifically where I have the connections to make that happen can reach out to me and Kate and we can have you fly back some dogs. Oh, that would be awesome. (laughs) I'm so excited about that. I love the stuff that comes up in these conversations. You just never know, right? No, that's great. All right. (laughs) So, so I wanted to see if you could tell people where they can find you. Absolutely. So our company is called Rome, R-O-A-M, like to Rome, Rome Travel Company. And they can find us at www.rometravelcompanyallwrittenout.com. Nice. nice. We're also on Instagram and Facebook with the same name. All right. Well, we will be tagging you like crazy as we get our promotions up. And it's been really fun talking with you. I love that you have created something that actually is like a dream for me. So it's, you know, you like have this bubble of like, what would my dream work be? And you're doing it. You're like doing it. So Thanks for doing that. Well, you can definitely, yeah. And you can join us, Jane, anytime you want. Oh, okay. <laughs> We'd love to <laughs> You might regret saying that. <laughs> <laughs> did you know, did you need to go to the Isle of Man ahead of time to do any ground research or anything? Because I would love to do that. <laughs> you know, we know who to call. When right, we do. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me today and telling me about what you're doing and bearing through all of these logistics with technology that we had. So thanks a lot for that, ladies. First, thank, thank you so you much Jane. for having us. Bye. We'll, we'll see you eventually when we go yeah. on the trip. I'll see you then. Okay? Sounds great. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye, bye. So this is a perfect example of how people knew what they loved to do, and then they made it into their business. And I love how they took the time to create a company that, you know, feeds and fills a specific niche that isn't there yet. I mean, it's true. Travel agents always sort of make me sort of bristle, like I don't want to do that. But I think that I would trust them to plan the perfect trip to Italy for me, and I will definitely hang out with them anywhere in the world that they'll let me. And the funny thing is, I don't seem to do a lot of those kind of things just in my own backyard, like look for what's really exciting and interesting. And just as I was uh, wrapping up this show, my son asked me if I would take him or if I would go along with him while he does cliff diving. 
Some might need their help on finding cliff diving in Wisconsin, and for sure on how to stay calm as I watch my son do that, which will be the hardest part. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care. So are you following your passion, inspiring people, and willing to share your story? Then find me, because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest random acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.